Rend your heart and not your garments, and turn unto the Lord your God. For he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness, and repenteth him of evil. O Lord, open thou our lips, and our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works, forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, it is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways. Unto whom I swear in my wrath, that they should not enter into my rest. Psalm 119, verses 1 through 16, beginning on the bottom of page 489. Blessed are those that are undefiled in the way, and walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are they that keep his testimonies, and seek him with their whole heart. Even they who do no wickedness, and walk in his ways. Thou hast charged that we shall diligently keep thy commandments. O oh, that my ways were made so direct, that I might keep thy statutes. So shall I not be confounded, while I have respect unto all thy commandments. I will thank thee with an unfeigned heart when I shall have learned the judgments of thy righteousness. I will keep thy statutes, O forsake me not utterly. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way, even by ruling himself after thy word? With my whole heart have I sought thee, O let me not go, go wrong out of thy commandments. Thy word have I hid within my heart, that I should not sin against thee. Blessed art thou, O Lord, O teach me thy statutes. With my lips have I been telling of all the judgments of thy mouth. I have had as great delight in the way of thy testimonies, as in all manner of riches. I will talk of thy commandments, and have respect unto thy ways. My delight shall be in thy statutes, and I will not forget thy word. He beginneth the third chapter of Exodus. Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the back of the desert, and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire from the midst of a bush. So he looked, and behold, the bush was burning with fire, but the bush was not consumed. Then Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush does not burn. So when the Lord saw that he turned aside to look, 
God called to him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, Here I am. Then he said, Do not draw near this place. Take your sandals off your feet, for the place where you stand is holy ground. Moreover, he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt, and have heard their cry because of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. So I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians, and to bring them up from that land to a good and large land, to a land flowing with milk and honey, to the place of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Hivites and the Jebusites. Now therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel has come to me, and I have also seen the oppression with which the Egyptians oppress them. Come now, therefore, and I will send you to Pharaoh, that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh, and that I should bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? So he said, I will certainly be with you, and this shall be a sign to you that I have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you shall serve God on this mountain. Then Moses said to God, Indeed, when I come to the children of Israel and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you, and they say to me, What is his name? What shall I say to them? And God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, Thus you shall say to the children of Israel, I am has sent me to you. Moreover, God said to Moses, Thus you shall say to the children of Israel, the Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever, and this is my memorial to all generations. Go and gather the elders of Israel together and say to them, The Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, of Isaac, and of Jacob appeared to me, saying, I have surely visited you and seen what is done to you in Egypt, and I have said I will bring you up out of the affliction of Egypt to the land of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Hivites and the Jebusites to a land flowing with milk and honey. And they will heed your voice, and you shall come, and the elders of Israel, to the king of Egypt. And you shall say to them, The Lord God of the Hebrews has met with us. And now, please let us go three days' journey into the wilderness, that we may go sacrifice to the Lord our God. But I am sure that the king of Egypt will not let you go. No, not even by a mighty hand. So I will stretch out my hand and strike Egypt with all my wonders, which I will do in its midst. And after that, he will let you go. And I will give this people favor in the sight of the Egyptians, and it shall be when you go, that you shall not go empty-handed. But every woman shall ask of her neighbor, namely of her who dwells near her house, articles of silver, articles of gold and clothing, and you shall put them on your sons and on your daughters, so you shall plunder the Egyptians. Here endeth the first lesson. Blessed art thou, Lord God of our fathers. Praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty. Praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness. Praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim. Praised and exalted above all forever. 
Blessed art thou in the glorious throne of thy kingdom. Praise and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven. Praise and exalted above all forever. Here beginneth the twelfth verse of the fifteenth chapter of 1 Corinthians. Now if Christ is preached that he has been raised from the dead, how do some, some among you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ is not risen. And if Christ is not risen, then our preaching is empty, and your faith is also empty. Yes, and we are found false witnesses of God, because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ, whom he did not raise up, if in fact the dead do not rise. For if the dead do not rise, then Christ is not risen. And if Christ is not risen, your faith is futile, you are still in your sins. Then also those who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men the most pitiable. Here ended the second lesson. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham, that he would give us, that we being delivered out of the hand of our enemies might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him, all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high has visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. With thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. 
O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. We beseech thee, Almighty God, mercifully to look upon thy people, that by thy great goodness they may be governed and preserved evermore, both in body and soul, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, who hatest nothing that thou hast made, dost forgive the sins of all those who are penitent. Create, making us new and contrite hearts, that we, worthily lamenting our sins and acknowledging our wretchedness, may attain of thee the God of all mercy, perfect remission and forgiveness, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, Almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall to no sin, neither unto any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Morning to all. We um, have this convergence with our lectionary and, and the larger theme of the season, where we're um, entering into the story of the Exodus. You know, as it matches up with the story of Easter, and this is the foundational background story for you know for Easter. Um, the and and there's um, this sort of biblical typology. The the whole you know, Israel um, goes down, becomes enslaved, and then God's going to send Moses down to Egypt uh, to to bring them out into the promised land uh, by analogy as our Lord who comes down from heaven uh, in, the, in our midst uh, to lead us out from slavery to sin and death and to, to, to lead us into the kingdom of God and into freedom. And this is the foundational background story that provides some, some tangible meaning for that, for the, for the Easter narrative. <clears throat> the this, the um, significant thing about the Exodus 3, of course, is the revelation of the divine name. And there's all sorts of conjecture about the name, but, but essentially in our you know, we, we think of it as I am who I am, or God just defining himself as existence. <clears throat> um, and we sit like in Revelation, you know, when Jesus reveals himself to John, he says, I am he who was and is and is to come. This is sort of the eternal being. Um, and the significance of I am, so yesterday in our gospel, when Jesus says, before Abraham was, I am, he was speaking the divine name that is here revealed in this chapter and mean to identify himself with that. Um, we should note that in our English Bibles, whenever this divine name is repeated, um, the convention is that whenever you see the word Lord in small caps, that indicates that the English is translating this name here that, that God revealed himself to Moses. It became, um, the later tradition in in, in uh, Jewish practice that um, that you wouldn't speak the divine name. So rather than speaking the divine name in the synagogue, they would say Adonai or Lord. 
and that came over into English why not translating the name directly but translating it as Lord instead and so um, there, there's that convention so the 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 but but this notable things about the story you know God says he's seen the affliction and he's going to come down and he's going to save which is mirrors the way that God sees you know the general captivity of humanity and how he comes down in the incarnation he sends Moses and this has to be a pretty daunting thing for Moses hey I'm going to send you so you're going to go to Pharaoh and do this you who just ran for your life because you you killed an enemy of a, of a fellow countryman and got chased out of the country now you're just going to march down in there and say okay let my people go so it's a pretty daunting task and um, but it reminds us that when God calls us to do something that seems daunting, he'll always provide the ability to to, to do what he has said he will do. And that's the other uh, foundational thing about the scriptures in this that, that's revealed in this chapter is God is saying he's going to do something. I'm going to do this thing. And the proof that I'm going to do it is that when it's done, you'll worship me on this mountain. So after the whole Exodus narrative, Moses leads Israel to Mount Sinai, and Horeb and Sinai are essentially equivalent names for the same mountain. This is the proof God says things, and he does what he says he's going to do. And that's why we believe in the word of God, because what God says he's going to do, he's going to do. And, and it comes to pass, and that's what we can trust in his words. So he said he's going to do this, and he's going to show he's going to show that in the history of Israel that it comes to pass. A final note is that the, the uh, sort of connection of of this lesson today with the um, First Corinthians lesson about the resurrection, where Saint Paul says, "If Christ is not risen, your faith is in vain." And we see the Exodus as providing sort of the background. Understand, for understanding the resurrection, but we also understand why we need the resurrection, that is the, 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 the literal conquering of sin and death and everything that separates us from God because that's the root cause of all captivities. Sometimes the Exodus is viewed as just a, you know, a narrative of God setting people free, God siding with the oppressed, but if we're just stuck in history, every oppression that people are freed from when you go for in history just happens again you know we, we we for example um we just had the big famine story and god saved israel from the famine so it was all great until it wasn't until all of a sudden it became enslaved again he's going to save them out of egypt into the promised land then they're going to fall into slavery again and human history has this sick cycle of some some good thing happens but the cycle of sin always perpetuates itself and this is why we need our lord to to break the cycle of sin and death and, and it's why christ's resurrection conquers the actual enemies underneath all human oppression which is which is sin separation from god and ultimately the reality of death to which we all become captive those who read this narrative of the exodus remember there always is pointing us forward this ultimate freedom we will we'll celebrate in in the easter feast so a few thoughts on today's lessons. O oh God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially we pray for thy holy church universal, 
that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth, and hold the faith in unity of spirit, in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are anyways afflicted or distressed, in mind, body, or estate. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. This we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service, and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for joining us in prayer this morning. Hope you have a great Monday and great start to your week. Thank you. Bye-bye, everybody. Thank Bye -bye. you, Deacon John. Thank you, Bishop Scarlett. Have a good day, everybody. Bye, kiddos. Thank you.